Hey people, it's Chili here from Live Listen Erased, and on this episode we have the Neil Young album Toast. However, just to give you a heads up, the video file was actually corrupted, so for this video we plan to just have a visual experience. I hope you enjoyed the following episode. Hi people and hello my Chili Con Carnage crew, it's Chili here and I am bringing you a 5 minute review but of course this episode is going to go for a little bit more than 5 minutes, we're going a little bit more in depth and of course I have brought a special guest on for this episode, Wazza. Hey, how you going? Nice to see you on the episodes again for Thank another you. review, this time again on Neil Young. Yep. yep. It's been yep. only um, whew, it's December I think last year that we did the review on Barn. Barn. Yep. Yes, Barn. and... Uh, that was the most recent album that Neil Young put out with Crazy Horse up until about oh, four, six weeks ago. We put this episode off a little bit, but <laughs> hey, we're here now and we're doing a review in this one. We're going to be doing it a little bit more in depth, of course. We're going to go song by song, discuss the tracks a little bit, and I guess have a rating for the album. Uh, so let's jump straight into this, really. This is Neil Young's Toast album, of course. It's his 42nd album in his career. That's crazy to think about. <laughs> it's his 15th with Crazy Horse as well, backing him. Uh, the album, this is a little bit of an odd one, because this album is a collection of recordings around the time that Are You Passionate was recorded. And for those of you who don't who aren't sure of Are You Passionate, and I don't blame you, that was around about 2001-2002. So... In an interview, Neil stated he didn't want to release these because he thought it was too sad. <laughs> Which I find highly ironic for Neil Young. But uh, nonetheless, they have seen the light of day. But to a degree, most of these, some of these tracks anyway, have already seen the light of day. So, uh, whilst without further ado, we're going to jump straight into the first track, Quit. Yeah. Yeah, well, I just think the whole album, I mean, when you look at uh, someone who can just guard, I suppose, work from, 2000, from the year 2000 or 2001 and, you know, then re-record it, half the tracks, um, six months later, I mean, the album, you know, itself is a, an album that I think many people would be happy about, but yeah, for him to describe it as sad after listening to uh, Tonight's the Night, or... Um, <laughs> yeah, that really makes me happy. <laughs> Nothing gets a party roused than Tonight's the Night. Or, uh, you know, some of his other... <laughs> albums um you know even parts of harvest or whatever yeah, but uh yeah he's he's a guy who um you know specializes in hard rock and sad albums yes <laughs> that's his forte it's his go-to it's his bread and butter and of course with crazy horse yeah he's um you know really that that, that, that is the the big machine behind him quite often and mm. um so yeah the opening track quit Yes. Um, Talk to me about it. What yeah, I, it's a very mellow track. It sounds. I, I can't pick out much of the horse in it. it. Sounds more like just a solo Neil Young, or you know, perhaps with um, Stray Gators or something like that, or a few other musicians <laughs> in the studio. The first thing I thought about, you know, it was written. I guess it was written in two thousand or you know thereabouts. Um, mm. um, because I think most of this album was recorded in two thousand and one. It was. Yes. Um, yep. Is it about? Peggy and I, I have um, I did read something uh, on the release of this album which said yeah he's he's married with Peggy they were having a bad time I mean they had a much worse time a few years later when they actually did divorce I was um, trying to look into that a bit yeah, yes. yeah so not, well, not very well but because <laughs> <laughs> I mean I think 
she she suffered from cerebral palsy and epilepsy i think wasn't that peggy his first nah, wife it's his second well no peggy it's the son who suffers from cerebral he's got two sons who suffer from cerebral palsy oh, okay. uh, neil young himself is um does suffer from epilepsy okay um, but, yeah um yeah um and they were married, married for you know 36 37 years people were surprised when they did finally break up mm. He, he already married and of course she's since passed away she died from cancer only a couple of years after um after they broke up um but yeah this song is very mellow um mm-hmm. um solo kind of neil young it's you know a pretty standard neil young track really it's, it but really I, is you know, yeah it's a very somber opening track in a slow is. pace yeah you know? he he um quite often hits it hard when he first opens you know um did he yeah. with crazy horse yeah um, Not so much on this track, yeah. I guess, but it is kind of set in hmm. the outliner of. No, sorry, not the outliner. Yeah. It is set in what is to be of the album. Uh, look, yes, this is a sad track about love that might be one-sided, you know, as if told by someone who did something like cheated on their significant other, or you know, maybe some past experiences in Neil's crazy life. <laughs> who knows, though? It's fairly open to interpretation in the lyrics, so you know it's up to you how you i guess open uh, openly interpret uh, this song it's got a very bluesy guitar piece with a minimalistic approach though you know mm. you know little couple of key notes here with him just playing along and i don't know um i mean this was originally on are you passionate i think it was actually the opening track yeah it was yeah this is, yes. um was re-recorded i think this one i think all the tracks were re-recorded with Booker T and the MGs, except for one track. I think um, he kept um, Crazy Horse on it, mm. but uh, I believe. Yeah, because yeah, this one. I mean, Now You Passionate was not an. Hour. I listened to it a few times when it first came out. Yeah, it was all right. The the track Let's Roll or Let yeah, Let Let's Roll. I think on that was Are You one, Passionate. Yeah. That was a song that he wrote in relation to the September 11. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, air, air, aircraft thing, and I think it was the one that was heading towards Washington when the some of the passengers, evidently, and I'm not, you know, I guess this was must have been recorded somehow on the black box or something. Because I don't know, no one survived the plane, but um, some of the passengers were been realizing that they were heading for uh, Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, decided, well, they yelled at, "Let's roll!" and they attacked. That's the right. It was the a plane. it was a voice my voicemail. Yeah, it must have been. Yeah, it, it was. Been. I've mm. actually yes, you raised a very good point there. I mm. might play the clip depending, yeah. but there is um, a voicemail yeah. of a certain individual on the plane, and I, I think the guy who uploaded it described it as the most American voicemail to ever receive. Yeah, and the guy, the gentleman, is like. All right, we know what's happening in this thing. All right, Americans, let's roll. They got the message, yeah. Yep. They got the message that they'd hit the towers and all that, I think. And yeah. um, so they, you know, very bravely, I mean, they realised that they probably that they weren't going to come out of this alive, so they thought, yeah. well, let's go down fighting. So, yeah, it is a very... Um, so, yeah, he wrote that song, Let's Roll, about that, which appeared on Are You Passionate? But, uh, but yeah, I mean, five or so of these tracks they're, were they're re-recorded or, or mm. appeared on. Yeah, like they were re-recorded or originally on Are You Passionate? I mean, this track in particular, the original track was Don't Say You Love Me, which Mm. of course is the main lyrics almost Mm. of this song. But yes, a bulk of these tracks will be making the same note here are from Are You Passionate? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Which was recorded with... um, Booker T in the MGs. MGs. Famous 60s R&B band, aren't they? they Uh, Yeah, yeah. so you're going to hear that a few times in this review 
I don't find... Look, I've listened to both versions. And i got to say, I don't see much difference between the two versions. Except, I guess, in quality. Uh, with the one from Are You Passionate sounded much more polished. Yeah, yeah. And I guess upbeat in the drums section, as you would expect for a 60s R&B mm. band. Compared to... This one here with Crazy Horse, which has got that more rough around the edges appeal to it, a like, you know, grittier yeah. version. Yeah, you know, as you would, yeah, like you said, as you would expect. I mean, Crazy Horse are, uh, uh, you know, um, a loose engine of a band in a way. They're um, you know, chunky kind of bar band. Yes. Whereas Booker T and the MGs were, you know, very sophisticated kind of um, smooth. Um, yeah. They, they did instrumentals. You know, they didn't uh, have a vocalist with the band when they were Booker T and the MGs and. Yeah, you know, oh, as just Booker T and the MGs, they um, had great songs like um, Green Onion. <laughs> I'm sure it brought tears to everyone's eyes in the crowd. They wept in joy at the, si- <laughs> the sound of tight. Green Onion. Might have been one of theirs, yeah, they did some great stuff, and uh, I think uh, various members of them are still around a bit now. And I, I can uh, say, I'd... Steve Cropper, I think, was a guitarist. He was in the Blues Brothers. You could tell me that. Yeah. I would believe you. <laughs> I have, to be honest, I've not really heard the band. Yeah. Oh, Booker, no, they're good. They're if good. you told me Booker T out of a conversation, I'd be the wrestler. <laughs> yeah. WCW fans reunite here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he was on, yeah, he was on WCW. I forget where else. Mm-hmm. Look, uh, the track itself, it's okay. Nothing crazy good about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it won't quit me soon. Haha. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's fine. For an yeah. opener, it's. Yeah, a surprising choice, I guess, for an opening album song. Hmm. Um, but I guess for what's coming in the album, a decent choice. Yeah. What do you think? Did you like yeah, it? Yeah, love it's, it? Yeah, it's a good. It's a good track. Yeah. 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 I mean, he, you know, it's a bit not quite the the hit or the beat of um, you know, "Don't Cry No Tears," which opens Zuma. Hmm. <laughs> mm. uh, that song really bounces. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, it's it's probably more of the track you'd expect to finish side one <laughs> when it was vinyl, you know, like yeah, 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 and then flip and then flip it over to something a bit more powerful. <laughs> They'll release it on vinyl, you know they will. Yeah, oh yeah, I think it should. has been released on vinyl, <laughs> and that yeah. should have been the end of side one, everybody. <laughs> but that was just the beginning. So, we follow up, of course, with standing in the light yeah. of love. Ah, this one is much more energy. Here comes Crazy Horse. Yes. <laughs> I feel it now. You know, it's just, ah, ah. Yep, Crazy Horse is with us. Yep. And it's your standard Neil fuzz-drenched riffage mm, in this mm. track. This one's a really good track, I feel. What about, yeah. what about yourself? Yeah, what no, you I thought it was a great track. You know, as I said, Here Comes Crazy Horse. You, you listen to the first one, you think, I am I just listening to a Neil Young solo with a couple of studio musicians? Yeah. Um... I can't pick out too much, you know, that would sounds like the horse, but on Standing in the Light, they're there. They are, and in force. They're cranked up. <laughs> it, it's, it's, oh, it's kind of annoying. It, it's great, but annoying because it's a short song. But at the same time, when I'm listening to this, I can see it going for much mm. longer in a live setting. Yeah. You know, I, I can just, you can, you can hear it in the bits like, yeah, we're going to, we would extend this to a 10 minute guitar solo here or whatever, or. You know, there there are a lot of sections they can they can do a, a lot with standing in the light mm, of love. Mm. Uh, was this the one that was held back because I I couldn't find it on the Are You Passionate? I album. don't think this appeared on the uh, yeah 
I don't because I only thought there was three about or four. four. I think there was three tracks on this that didn't appear later. You know, there was yeah. only there was. Um, I think it's like three or four tracks appeared on Are You Passionate? I think Gateway of Love. You might have performed live. Yes, I got mm. a note for that mm. one a bit later mm. on. But uh, yeah, look, it's a short song. It's definitely Crazy Horse in full swing here for you know four-ish five minutes. Uh, it's one of the better tracks from the album, to be honest. Interesting that you can shelve a track like this and just leave it sitting there for 21 20, years. Yeah, 21 years. <laughs> like, you you had mean, so many chances. Most songwriters, singer, guitarists, or whatever, you know, would, would die for a song like that, you know? Neil Young writes it, records it, and then just boxes it away. <laughs> Puts it in his archives, as he said, you know? But he'd have a You know what? He's the type of artist who would have a lot of things in his archive. Oh, I does. mean, when he did Psychedelic Pill, that was a two-CD album. He's been releasing archive material for a long time. I mean, the big album that was waited for for many, many years was Homegrown, which was only released uh, two yes. years ago. That yes. was an acoustic kind of stuff, and that was... Recorded in the 70s. Yeah, it was. Um, what was around the comes a time, or, you know, that... After it, the it, Gold Rush, I think. Yeah, it might have been, and it, it was I think it was recorded again. around 72, 73. Yeah, it was shelved again. Some of the songs appeared on, you know, the Decade album set oh, that he... Oh, right, right. ...bought out. Um, was it Winterlong? Um, um, and um, a few other tracks... And um, yeah, so everyone was waiting for Homegrown, and you all knew about Homegrown, and it was just kind of a secret album that no one was going to hear. But they're not so secret that, album. Yeah. <laughs> I did so, listen to that album. That was actually a really good album. Yeah, so it was the secret album I didn't know about for sure. Yeah, you know? and that was what forty years or plus. You know, like yeah, like forty plus time. years. Mm. It was a long freaking mm. time. Yeah. So yeah, if you can imagine, like you know, that album plus this one now coming out of the archives. And the guy writes a lot of material. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, psychedelic, like I said with Psychedelic Pill, that was almost two albums worth of material mm. when he wrote with Crazy Horse. Because that was like the first time since, I think, 2004 he got back with Crazy Horse. Yeah, about, that was a 2012 album or something. And he re, yeah. He yeah, it had been, been like eight years or something. And they were on a creative spree. Been working with Promise of the Real and a few mm. other. Yeah, and they were writing bloody 10 minute long songs again. And. I mean, some people would argue that they're four-minute songs stretched out to ten, but I quite like... Um, I like Drifting Back. I like Back. Neil Young and Crazy Horse when they stretch out. You know, mm. um, I think Drifting Back's one of his best tracks. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah. care if it's half an hour long. I'll sit there and listen to the entire 30 minutes. Thank you very mm. much. Well, I digress. We go on with the following track here. It's Going Home. So, this one has a very strong bass line that guides the song. Uh, it's a simple yet effective bass line, which is a variant to the original, I think, just a little bit. Mm. Um, musically, it's kind of a relaxing song. It's laid back in tempo and dulled back in tone a fair bit. Uh, it, it's kind of funny that on Barn, there was a song called Welcome Back, and now this song is going home. Mm. <laughs> Timing is of the essence, I suppose. Take that what you will. Or maybe he's a lizard person just writing songs. You don't know. The message could be in there. What did you think of this track? Yeah, it's a good Neil Young Crazy Horse track. And listening to it, it's one of those tracks you can just imagine or you know, think about how they would do it live. Mm. You know, think about um, how they would stretch it out and change it a bit. You know, <laughs> And that's what I like. I mean, I've... I think I've told you before, I've seen Neil Young with Crazy Horse a number of times and um, well, we and have. without Crazy Horse, with him just solo, but yeah. with Crazy Horse joining him on the second half of the show. And um, Well, we both have. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we did too. Yeah. And I saw the cover, the, uh, not Coverdale, what's it called? Uh, Greendale, Greendale tour. Greendale. Coverdale was a singer. 
How unfortunate to see Greendale. Um, yeah, Ian Coverdale, yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Uh, David, David Coverdale, not Ian Gillen. No, oh, Ian. Well, <laughs> there's a combination you don't want to see. And, um, uh, yeah, I can just imagine this one being stretched out and played live. It would be a good, uh, a good concert track, I would imagine. Yeah, definitely. I find it's got some very odd lyrics, like, the song alludes to the Battle of Custer's Last Stand, <laughs> but the second verse seems to be about youth dying for the country for the rich but the third verse gets weird mentioning a lady on a wooden bridge in a car turning down her radio at the sight of warriors like is this a vision are you tripping on mushrooms i don't know well he did record it in san francisco in 2000 2001 so um who knows being um influenced under the tlc the album is evidently named after the recording studio (laughs) that they worked in i don't know why it was called toast i mean a funny name for recording studio but anyway (laughs) Maybe Why? it was just Maybe toast. we had no air conditioner. <laughs> Pretty hot in here. That's toasty. <laughs> Again, look, um, this song also appeared on the Are You Passionate yeah. album. Um, when I get back to it, look, that's the you know, second time I mention it. There's probably another two more times I'll say that. But again, it's not much difference between the production levels, uh, where this one is now just slightly more rough. The bass line's a little mm. bit varied, you know. Which but I prefer. Yeah, yeah. I like it's the it's rough definitely around the edges. It definitely suits. The, actually, you know what? This track it suits Crazy Horse more mm. uh, than the Booker T band. Yep, yep. You know, uh, it's a pretty good song. I I do enjoy this song. I really do. I think it's one of the better tracks from this album. Yep. So we move along uh, to the next track, which is Timberline. And this is a song, a bitter story of resentment and vengeance, if you will. You know, talks about going postal almost after getting laid off at work at the lumber industry. It's a classic Neil Young. It's a classic Neil Young song uh, with a steady rock and drum beat. You know, that grungy kind of riff and that growl, of course, from Neil. <laughs> what did you think of this track? Yeah, it's another working class song, isn't it, from oh. Neil Young? Um, he's a bit like Bruce Springsteen writes quite a bit about the working class, probably mostly working class man, mm. um, but you know, working class people. A simple beat, um, mm. interesting lyrics, lost job, lost faith. Um, mm. Is it about an environmental concern or is it about the loss of faith? You know. Um, yeah, I guess um, that's open to interpretation, yeah. isn't it? So it's uh, yeah, I found it an interesting, interesting lyrics. Um, you know, generally speaking, Neil Young writes good lyrics. Some some of the stuff is a bit ordinary um he's not quite dylan but he's you know <laughs> written some interesting material um but yeah i like this i like i like this track yeah you know actually you mentioned that line now and it just reminded me i was listening to this song a bit earlier and i think there was even a part of the track where he's talking about like i think it was the union reps or something mm. i've my my tools are up to you know standard and i can't remember the rest of the lyrics but i think it's along the lines of you want to bribe out of me like get out of here you know and yeah yeah look it's not the first time he's done songs about the working class as per se won't be the last (laughs) you know but for me i i don't know this song it's all right but it's just not too memorable for me i didn't particularly enjoy it i didn't like i only recall it now when you mentioned that lyric Mm. that Mm. was only because i heard it today yeah. You know, if I hadn't listened to it today, I don't think I would have recorded that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I guess you're the same. It's a passable track, but otherwise, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
that's probably how it feels on that one there. We follow on, of course, to Gateway of Love. Now, of course, this was originally listed on the Are You Passionate album, but interestingly, not included. So, yeah, I think it was on the back of the CD, it was listed on there, but it wasn't included on the original release. (laughs) This song is the song that we were talking about earlier, uh, which was performed live on 28 shows, with only one bootleg available. And now, we have it on the album, everyone. (laughs) So, yeah, look, it's a slow track, of course, at 10 minutes long. <laughs> it's the true Crazy Horse style. Uh, Was what did you feel about this one? Uh, I thought this was a bit... In fact, I wrote before I even looked at the next track, I thought it was a bit how you doing. And the next track <laughs> is how you doing. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I wasn't... I, I thought this was a track that probably was a bit stretched out. And, um, you yeah, know, I... I haven't heard the live, the bootleg version of it live. It, I'd it probably, imagine the quality um, would be pretty average. <laughs> it probably it, it, it probably comes across okay as uh, a live track, but yeah, I, I thought it was. Um, and from memory of this one, um, and I did listen to the album again last night in preparation, but um, I, the, the lyrics were pretty meaningless. I think on this track, you know, it was um, not one of his. No, it wasn't very memorable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not. I, look, I couldn't even recall any of the lyrics yeah. for it right now. Yeah. You know, I could barely record the riff. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote here that it's got a good little guitar interludes in parts, but as far as the song goes, I really don't find it great and can see why it was left off the album initially, even on Are You Passionate? Yeah. So, I don't know. Look, it's got a kind of a swing kind of drum beat throughout it and can understand why he got the band Booker T in to do the certain songs. But obviously this one didn't appear on the album. That a guy with a back catalogue like Neil Young would choose a song like this, unreleased, to play live. You know, yeah, like, um, yeah, the amount of know, songs that you have. Jeez, you know, you go back, you know, over his catalogue. You know, as you said, was it this is his forty second forty second album? Yeah. Um, well, you know, forty two. It's the meaning of life. Maybe that's what toast is. <laughs> <laughs> Least, of course, Can you smell burning toast? The, the, <laughs> the meaning of life according to Douglas Adams. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know why he would choose to... As, as I said, it probably it, it probably would be an interesting song to hear live. And it, well, I just wonder whether that's a better version. But I mean, you Maybe. know, like people paying to go and see Neil Young would hear this song, I guess, um, and be interested by it and wonder what album it was on, perhaps. Mm. Try mm. to find it and find that they it's not there. No, <laughs> no, of course. And... Um, yeah, but you know, with a person with such a huge catalogue, I mean, that must be difficult for people like well, anyone who's been around for anywhere near as long as Neil Young. You know, all the mm. major acts. Um, you know, you just imagine Bob Dylan going through his back catalogue. Uh, what do they play tonight? You yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> or Johnny Cash, or someone who's done you know yeah. hundred plus albums. <laughs> oh, right. What am I going to pick? Yeah. Uh, Ring of Fire, I guess. Or yeah. The, yeah, that's right. You've always got a few tracks that you got to kind of play. You know, the, the yeah. Band, the, the, audience expect you to but um I, I guess with his diversity he has a lot to change it up i mean i was even looking at the um sorry the concert that we went to just to see if any of these songs were in the mix somehow yeah. which they weren't yeah. but you know even I, I remember going to that album and i'm like i don't recall some of these tracks i couldn't <laughs> you know and I'm, I'm listening to it and i'm going okay that's bloody weird you know even looking over the track list of certain things and there was just 
There was a few there that were a bit odd. I can't, I can't recall with the odd ones now. I've got it saved somewhere in a picture, but yeah. Look, this song, I guess, I wrote a note here. It's okay, but if I heard it live, I think this would be a beer stop song. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting too. I mean, he's just had an album released from 2019, a live album with Promise of the Real. It's Bouquet and Flowers. Mm, okay. Um, and it's a good album. I like it. Uh, it's not with Crazy Horse. It's with Promise of the Real, which he's recorded and worked oh, with a bit yeah, they, over time. They did Peace Trails or something together like that, Yeah, they, they did. Yeah. yeah, and they've done a couple. They've had another live album out, um, Monsanto Years or something. Or, yes. Um, and, um, and that album, I mean, you know, Neil, as I was saying, Neil Young's back catalogue and the huge choice of tracks that he's got... He he bought out some stuff on that album live, um, which you know I don't know if he's ever performed them much. And one of the tracks that I was really pleasantly surprised and enjoyed listening to was a track from his first solo album, Neil Young. Okay. Um, I've been waiting for you. I think it is. Um, And when I heard that track, was the first album, Neil Young. He 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 himself calls it, I think, one of the most over. Indulgent? No, no. Um, oh, studio, like it's a oh, over, overproduced, uh, overproduced. Yeah, 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 there's a lot yeah. of echo chamber and stuff and all that kind right. of. Yeah, it was late sixties. Well, Sixty nine that he released. Yeah, that. that's right. And just it's coming like, off Buffalo Springs and yeah, Buffalo all the Springfield. rest of them. Yeah. yeah, you yeah were trying to recreate that yeah. sound. They and were always harmonising. So, and when I first heard that, I've been waiting for you. I, I again, like I said, with um, uh, going home, you know. Uh, I could imagine him doing it live and I wondered why you would never not do a track mm. he had done a number of tracks off that you know um, um, live over the years The Loner is a track that you know gets a lot of airplay and other well not airplay but he's played it live a number of times and other mm. artists even even his mate Stephen Stills has recorded The Loner mm, okay. okay Um and um, yeah there's a few tracks from that that he's played live particularly I guess when he did some of his acoustic sessions because yeah. that album lent itself more to that kind of um, yeah definitely lent acoustic. into that side but I don't of remember things. him doing I mean I could be wrong I don't remember him doing it I've been waiting for you but mm. um, well, that's interesting though. Mm. we move along to the following track of course from Toaster and uh, how you doing? 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 Oh man, <laughs> what a track name! Who was it used to say that? Was that a character on Friends or something? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna get some angry comments now. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> People going, how do you not know Friends? <laughs> Joey, Joey Tribbiani. How you doing? Yeah. yeah, that was his iconic opening. That was his pickup. Well, line. I haven't watched Friends for a long time. I don't think you, have you ever watched Friends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, there we go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not know that. Mm. Yeah, okay. So Joey when it Tribune. was originally on TV, you know, when it was first. <laughs> I mean, it still is on TV, I know. You it's always on TV. It's never, off been, it's never been off episode, TV. But um, <laughs> I watched it when it was coming out. <laughs> okay, we've got the OG fan that just forgot. He had a mental blank. It's all right. It's all right, people. Calm down. So yeah, Joey Tribbiani's opening line whenever he goes to pick up, well, wants to pick up women yeah. is how you doing? Yeah. But I thought this was better than the passionate version. They are your passionate version. Yeah. I thought this was a, a, another, I guess, song that with Crazy Horse on it just adds that. Yes. Know, not not to meant to criticise Booker T and the MGs because they are a very smooth, polished band, as I've said. Um, but um, yeah, that I don't know. I guess I guess Crazy Horse, having worked with him for such a long time, and mm. uh, you mm. know, they um, understand him. Yeah, you know. It the, helps. The, um, you, the yeah. it's only three guys, you know. And they, they 
they punch out a lot of sound. Or, uh, as I said, like a machine behind him, you know. Mm. It's it's yeah. Like I, I had the same notes essentially here. Um, this song, "How You Doing," was originally on "Are You Passionate" as Mister Disappointment. Mm, that's right. Uh, but different name. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, some of these songs are, but this version is much more suited with Crazy Horse behind mm. him, of course, um, rather than Booker T. And I think a lot of that has to do, like you said, and we'll get we'll talk about it, I guess, more in the end. But Crazy Horse knowing Neil more, yeah. You know, uh, this is another love lost song. Yeah, it's Ugh. an introspective song, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, another love lost song. I can see over why time. this would be a bit sad. You know, like a considered. Mm. It's a classic Neil slow piece, really, when it comes to Love Lost again. Yeah. You know, he's done it several times before, and he'll probably do it several times more. Oh, I think he's like a lot of musicians, you know, like, yeah. um, when you're, if you're heartbroken or something, you tend to bring out your best material. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's very true. This is a pretty solid track for me. I liked it. Mm. Yeah. Very good track. Yeah. So... We move along, of course, to the last track from the album, Boom, Boom, Boom. Very original. Uh, now, for me, when it comes to Neil Young and Crazy Horse, long songs, always good. Cowgirl in the Sand, yeah. Drifting Back, Cortez the Killer, Welcome Back, Love to Burn, and I'm always excited to see tracks that are like 13 minutes long. That being said, this song's disappointing to me. It is so disappointing. <laughs> this this song, the only thing I can think of whenever I hear it is it's got this knockoff smoke of the water riff that you would play the first time you're hearing guitar, playing guitar, sorry, and you're thinking, oh, 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 this is Steve Purple, smoke on the riff. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, no, it's not. No, it's losing a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the very first riff you're playing on a guitar, you know, and... They played this for 13 minutes. Oh, I just... Please take over before I kill someone. <laughs> well, this, of course, was called She's a Healer on Passionate. Okay. So it had a different... And it was the final track on Are You Passionate? Yeah, I did. I listened to Are You Passionate earlier, and I'm yeah. like, oh, this is that track, the yeah. The last track, yeah. And it's a shorter track on um, Passionate. Well, it's only nine minutes. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually quite liked it. Um, yes, it is repetitious, and I suppose it's also one of those songs where a bit of editing could have brought it down to five minutes, but but I do like the long... bit of editing could out. have left it on the floor, too. <laughs> there's an interesting bit of jazz in it. You know, uh, he introduced... There's a bit of... Um, there's a saxophone solo. a saxophone or trumpet bit in it. You yeah. Know, like, um, and, you know, Neil Young, I've never associated him with jazz. <laughs> no. He's not Santana. <laughs> um Probably not even really blues as such. He's more Americana. You know, yeah. Which, of course, is one of the albums he had out with folk Crazy Horse. Folksy, Americana, yeah, folk rock. And Americana, hard rock, heavy rock. Although, that being said, he does get down to bluesy. When yeah. he, he recorded that album with Jack White, and that was the one that's in the, the phone booth. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know that recording yeah, yeah. studio? Mm, mm. Him and a guitar by himself for, I don't know, it's like mm. a half-hour album. And that gets pretty bluesy yeah. in parts, yeah, you know? Yeah, He's not the kind of, you know, I don't know. Uh, he's not over the top. He's not Johnny the, Winter, no, Walter Trout no. kind of blues No, guy, he's not yeah. He's not relying on a 12-bar blues. No. no. Look, he is very Americana when it comes to songwriting, themes, uh, style of playing, you know. Hmm. He's got that energy to him. Uh, 
but he's got that Canadian folk rocker kind of you know you hear it in Joni Mitchell and even perhaps in Leonard Cohen who of course was much more focused on the lyrics and yeah yeah uh, almost po- well he did write poetry um, Leonard Cohen but yeah, um, yeah. very um, true but yeah this um, boom 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 <laughs> I the more I listen to this album the more I like that track it was Nothing. growing on me that's, that's a skit <laughs> and probably because of that <laughs> Almost deep purple kind of riff, the boom, 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 and you can, yeah. I can hear that's where he got the, you know, like because I don't think they use the term boom, boom, boom in the track, or do they? I don't know? think they have the lyric in it. No, no. Um, I couldn't recall the lyric. And to hear it, you know, it's one of those tracks you think I've heard that before, and of course, yeah, I have. It's all called "She's a Healer." On, mm. and you go back to "Are You Passionate" and have a look, and think, no, it's not on there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I was trying to look for the song titles, but half of them are retitled. Well, that's here. right. Two or three of the tracks are called something different on um, Are You Passionate. Are you passionate? That's know, right. Like, um, how confusing. I don't know why you would... Um, like, yeah, bugger if I know why they changed it. <laughs> Could it be legal reasons? Who knows? Well, I in this day and age. He's not, unless he's concerned about plagiarising himself. Or book. <laughs> I don't know. Or well, does that open himself up to Booker T? I, I, <laughs> anyway... Half the tracks that were on Are You Passionate that are re-recorded on this album here were re-worded. Well, no, they were uh, re-recorded for re- Are You Passionate, yeah. not re-recorded. They were on toast and then re-recorded for Are You Passionate. Right, that's what, mm. yeah, yeah, sorry, they were first. Uh, look, I can't fault Neil's slow guitar jam in this song. I just fault pretty much 99% of the track. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Boom Boom Boom, it's just terrible. Well, see, for me, I think that's, to me, it was almost worth the album. It's like, good to listen to it and wait for that track to come up. Okay, okay. It's interesting. It's interesting mm. to know. Probably so, slower. It suits my style more now. Yeah. <laughs> but when it's Neil really being fast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You listen to some of his live stuff. I think he was Crazy Horse. I mean, well, um, what, back know, in the 70s, maybe. You know, hey, hey, my, my, into the black or whatever. <laughs> Even that song was still a bit slow. Yeah, I guess so. Well, considering that I listen to bloody thrash metal and that stuff's at 240 beats per minute yeah, don't that's forget, slow Neil Young was called the godfather of grunge and you listen to um, thrash is not welfare, grunge welfare mothers thrash is oh, not yeah, grunge no, yeah, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> don't get those two mixed up please like I'm gonna mothers. get killed over friends I don't wanna be killed by thrash metal <laughs> perfectionists Sorry, thrash metal perfectionists but that's not my area of expertise I don't know if I've ever listened to I can just imagine what thrash metal is I don't Metallica know if, oh right okay well, you've listened to Metallica yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but you just this tracks like he's like uh, welfare mothers, you know. Um, welfare mothers you know, that, ain't better lovers. Yeah, they start off, you know, that's like really quite a, and particularly mm. when they do it live. But even well, I think even the track that they had appeared on the um, studio, well, was, I think it's probably re- re- recorded live, live in studio, or actually yeah, live. I think that would make that sense. Was, hmm. That was a good album. That yeah, one, oh, that was, what was yeah, that ragged that was glory or something. No, uh, that was on. Um, oh, hang on, Mirable. No, 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 no. no, no. Oh, uh, Li- Rust never sleeps. Welfare mothers. Welfare mothers. No, no, but it was re-recorded for a studio. I think it was. Um... No, Rust never sleeps was I think the studio, and then Live Rust brought it out as a live. But I got the it, feeling it was on that, that 1990. Rust album. never sleeps. A lot of the tracks were live, but they cut audience sound and all that out. I'm not sure. I'd have to, I'd have to check on that. No, what was the album released in 1990? It had a fisheye lens in it on the front cover. Yeah, um, that was um, with that Crazy wasn't Ragged Horse. Glory that though, was, was it? I think it was Ragged Glory. I'm pretty sure yeah. that one had yeah. a re-recording, I should say, of Welfare Mothers. Welfare Mothers. Did it? Okay. I'm very sure. Yeah, okay. So 1990 Ragged Glory, hmm. um, which had Country Home, White Line, fucking up, 
Oopsie. <laughs> Sorry about that. Over and over. Love to burn. Farmer John Mansion on the hill. Yep. Days that used to be love and only love. Okay, so Mother mm. Earth was the last one. Sorry, didn't yep. have welfare mothers. Yeah, but yeah. I do remember... That was off that live recording that you were mentioning before. Yeah, live rust and rust never sleeps. Correct, yeah. Uh, okay, so that was the quick run-through regarding this. We're going to go over mm, our brief analysis regarding this album, of course. Now, the songs on this album, while alternative versions of a few of their previous songs, they're subtly different for the better in regards to their counterparts compared to, say, Booker T and the MGs, uh, when they were recorded like originally back in the day. So... I get the vibe that this album was recorded with Crazy Horse, and then, or parts of it anyway, and then he's had a something flipping his heart. yeah change of heart. I guess something's happened in his mind and go, you know what? I think I want to try a bit more of an R and B sound, and brought in obviously Booker T to try and finish mm. off this album. And uh, you know, look, Booker T is like you said, probably a fine band. I've never listened oh, yeah. to them, mm. but it, they don't suit them. They I'm guessing they've probably never been in the same room up until that album. Hmm. And at the end of the day, this is material that Crazy Horse probably wrote for Crazy Horse reasons. Well, Neil Young wrote. Well, Neil, yeah, Neil wrote, but, you know, obviously Crazy Horse helped, you know, write bits of it. And well, they then... Did, they weren't giving credit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> legalities again. And then Booker T's coming in with his band, and then they're just polishing it all up and mm. look are you passionate was an album i hadn't listened to the full album up until today as of recording i'd heard bits of it and i was just like mm, yeah that's that's fine it's not my cup of tea it's not for me yeah it wasn't an album that i went back to mm. it you know what and it was fine like it had some tracks on there that weren't bad um a few tracks but the the, the interesting part i guess is listening to Crazy Horse come into the play and make it just slightly, just slightly different. Edgier. Mm, for some of these tracks. Mm. So, what, what were you thinking in the analysis region? Well, as I said earlier, I mean, it's interesting that a person can discard an album like this when you consider listening to it now, 21 years after it was recorded. It's still a good album, you know, like it's... Mm. Um, you know, all the work that goes into it, the cost, the um, time, um, <laughs> writing, all that... Mm. And look, he puts his heart into his work, I suppose, and maybe he did feel it was too sad. Maybe he bashed up whatever was wrong, going wrong with him and Peggy and didn't want to antagonise <laughs> up by releasing yeah. it up with a few. Cause That's true. That, um, you know, some of the the refrains on Quit probably uh, <laughs> maybe hit too, home, too close to home. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe that's what he meant by going home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I like it. I, I, I've rated, I ranked it at a, I put a question mark, but Ghost Pepper. So what's that? That's a, that's the fourth. Uh... Oh, you're using the ranking. I'm using okay, the... yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't give you the ranking. Okay, so <laughs> I've done, I've done them. I stuffed up. <laughs> I've given you the old ranking system. That's the tier list. Yeah, yeah. Um, so on five minute reviews, we do it between zero to fifteen million. Oh yeah, so yeah. It's yeah, on yeah. a scale like pretty much. If you're rating it at about one... And that's exponential, isn't it? So exponential. 15 like 15 million has got to be a perfect album. Rust. It's got to be perfect. Rust never sleeps or something. Yeah. I think there's only three that I would give 15 million ranking to uh, mm-hmm. albums. Pretty much anything over one million is good. Yeah, look, uh, I, I, I did this at five million, I guess, on a rank. That's, you know, pretty, that's really good in uh, my eyes. Is it? Okay, yeah. maybe three. <laughs> 
that's fine. <laughs> I'd have to see the exponential chart, you know. Yeah, one day I'll make an episode, people. I'll get around to it. I'm going to clarify the uh, chili chart no, is, so is that everyone two million knows. five times better than one million, or yeah. is it one time better? Yeah, like yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, look, yeah. When it came down to this whole album, really, it's noticeable mostly on the drumming sections, which are much more polished, uh, refined, almost upbeat in sounds, mm. just because of the snap. Um, yeah, of the drums in that. And when you're listening to the drums on the Toaster album, uh, Toast album, I should say, um, it's 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 kind of dragging. But I'm not saying that in a negative way. I mean it's different. And you know, uh, are you passionate? Popped. Well, this one. I don't know, it just kind of dragged along, but for the better, it, it, it suits Neil's style so well. You know, while these songs may not have been written with Crazy Horse entirely at mind, it still suits Crazy Horse at the end of the day, listening to these tracks. So, According to a, a review that I read, he was mm. actually rewriting some of this stuff in the studio while the members of Crazy Horse watched TV. <laughs> <laughs> or rewriting, Fair you enough. know. Uh, sitting down on with bits of paper, all that kind of stuff. So the other thing I was thinking about, and that was just on the way here, was um, I was listening to another album, Silver and Gold, that mm, he did mm. just the year prior yeah, to recording yeah. this. It's so different. Oh, that well, that's uh, you know, that's his um folk style acoustic. I like Silver and Gold. That was yeah, album. Silver yeah. and Gold. Like I don't think I'd listened to that album for ages, mm. even when I was listening to was well, it Daddy's walking home or whatever yeah, yeah, the track I'm yeah, like yeah. I haven't heard this song since you played it in the car sometime yeah, right. 20 years yeah. ago you know I'm, I'm like I yeah, know this riff yeah, yeah. but I'm listening to the album and I'm going a, a lot can happen in a year that's a l- more in the long yeah oh yeah I mean that's more in the realms of comes a time and perhaps even har- harvest dare I say it that yeah kind of yeah, it's um, more akin to that I mean folk style yeah it's more, it's more upbeat it's more decent you know coming into the new millennium voice as well you know he, mm. he, he uses his higher <laughs> higher higher range higher range, higher range. <laughs> and the harmonica I don't think there whereas was this one's harmonica. like four wheel driving <laughs> freshly after a week's worth of rain people that's exactly what this Look, album is if this album had come out in 2001 uh, you know it's the kind of album I might have bought um, you know listened to 20 times put away and listen to it once every couple of years you mm-hmm. know it's not it's not now I'd go back to all the time but yeah you know, um, I guess that's a way a lot of people consume music you know you you have a favourite album or two you listen to it over and over again and then you get sick of it yeah <laughs> and you move on yeah not so much with streaming music I think because you've got such a wide choice you know yeah, like, uh, you don't have to listen to any one album <laughs> I still have to do my list for the top 10 songs for this year and I'm like this time last year, I had most of the list already written out. This time, I'm like, God, where do I even begin? <laughs> Look, uh, overall regarding this, it's like, considering that this is a collection of songs that were outtakes or re-recorded versions from a less than stellar album, this is kind of for the diehard fans, I guess. This is a B-sides. This is a demos and a outtakes. It's a collector. Yeah, it truly is. Fans. It really is for the fans. You know, if you've not heard too much Neil Young or never have heard Neil Young don't start here do not start here it's a terrible place to start there's some decent tracks but it's not really showing Neil's flair for his songwriting you know you can probably find that on After the Gold Rush that's probably the perfect way to start when you go to Neil if you want Neil Young crazy or Zoomer or Russ Never Sleeps or those two albums Mm. 
But this one, I feel, is definitely aimed uh, at the diehard fans, the big, crazy horse fans, the crazy, crazy horse fans, <laughs> I should say. And, you know, I'm sure they'll enjoy bits of it. Maybe they're kind of like me going, the fuck, you know? <laughs> You know, it's on Are You Passionate? And it's less than Stellar Album. But, overall, I kind of found this album just dragging along in a lot of places. There are some pretty decent tracks, and I guess, like, you know, um, what what were the tracks? Sorry, I've just lost my note on the the favourite. Yeah. Stand in the the Light. Yeah, I just lost my note on which were the favourite tracks I had written down here. Anyway, um, oh, sorry, here it is, <laughs> right after my rank, ranking of it, uh, Standing in the Light of mm. Love and How You Doing, um, to me, were the two best tracks on this album. I mean, there's only seven tracks on this album, not many tracks to pick from. Mm. Uh, I did originally say 700,000 chilies, which is a very low score, but I guess, all things considered, I'll rank it a little bit higher, I'll give it 1.2 million chilies. Still pretty low tier for me. This is going to be my low uh the lower tier of his albums as far as it goes okay that car agrees with <laughs> doesn't agrees. agree with me <laughs> it's so, interesting with this album though released you know pretty close to barn mm. if i hadn't read up on it before even listening to it you know, before it was uh, released i i probably I mean, and not having listened to Are You Passionate for probably 15 years. <laughs> I wonder um, why. <laughs> I, I would have thought this was a new studio album very similar in style to Barn. I thought it was originally, mm. yeah. So Barn and Toast, I think, uh, you know, I think Barn is the, probably the, the stronger album of the two. I, you know, um, oh, yeah. We've done the review of Barn and that was, you know, it's a good album. Mm. But, um, yeah, they're not too dissimilar. E- even, I think, the cover, I mean, you know, one's a barn one's a recording studio a toast as they call it well what is it like you look at the front cover of barn it's got that vibrant sunset Mm, yeah but then you got barn which is like this stale city toast yeah yeah Uh, Yeah. sorry sorry toast yeah Yeah. which is like you know clearly one's whitewashed (laughs) and the other one's like vibrant amazing color schemes and stuff you know evidently um the building they did it in was due, due to be refurbished it's probably been knocked down and rebuilt but uh, it was in a part I mean, I was in San Francisco a couple of years ago but um, um, it's in a bit of the town that was being refreshed you know like it was mm. they were looking out of the studio onto fairly a fairly derelict part of San Francisco you know like uh, mm. and um, maybe that's that's part of why it was so sad you know they're in a <laughs> They're in a dead part of town yeah. in a you know derelict building and with you know hobos and yeah, other people yeah. around. Brought um, down the mood of the entire thing. Yeah, this, <laughs> a bit like when he when he introduced one of the songs on the Four Way Street double live album with Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. He said, "This is a song that'll really bring you down." It's called "Don't Let It Bring You Down." <laughs> the irony in that man is golden. <laughs> Here's a song that starts off real slow. I think it'll really bring, yeah, but don't let it bring you down. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I guess it's up to you guys how long you've been listening to Neil Young. Maybe you've already heard this album. Uh, let me know below. What did you think about this album? Did you enjoy this album? Did it's you worth think- a listen. I guess it's worth a listen. Look, it definitely is. 
you know, something by anything by Neil is still better yeah. than nothing by Neil. So I would definitely. That's of course why we went through and listened to it. Uh, of course, we're going to discuss it as well, which we have. Uh, but look, give it a listen. If you've been listening to Neil and you've been putting off that album for whatever reason or didn't know it came out, even couldn't blame you. Uh, and you're just listening to this channel and going, "Oh, did he release an album? Give it a give it a listen." It's Neil Young being Neil Young, so he wouldn't be sued for this album. Hmm. But not being <laughs> Neil Young. Yeah, he can't get sued for this one, no. <laughs> no, he's no lawsuits there. Just, yeah. <laughs> not a rockabilly album or a... Oh, God, no, no. He's, he's definitely not, not chasing... trans. No, or that... Shocking pinks or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> or the escape exits on the aeroplane picture. Oh, oh, landing on water. Landing on water, yeah, God, no. I forgot the time that they had everything removed. This is before he took his music off Spotify. And there was only like those three albums. <laughs> Trans, the Rockabilly one, and the Landing on Water. Landing on and I'm Water. Like, oh, I'm sorry. That was a good track on Landing on Water. That was a long track on it. I think it might have been the last track. And I first, I think the first time I saw him was not long after that album came out and he he played it live. That was good. I feel sorry for you. <laughs> I'm sorry. They, those three albums have no. It was bought for me as a gift on vinyl. Okay, well, that's fine. At least you didn't spend your money on it. <laughs> but bad gift, whoever it was. Anyway, comment below, people, what you thought about this album. If you thought it was good, if you thought it was bad, let me know your favourite tracks. Of course, hell, maybe we should even do a depth analysis in regards to Neil Young's back catalogue. I'd imagine oh, that'd yeah. be five parts. <laughs> <laughs> it's only forty-two yeah. albums to go yeah. through. Yeah, jeez, God. Damn. He's probably know how many albums Santana we did, but there was thirty I think it was thirty one. Okay. Or thirty three. Yeah. So that'd be a <laughs> I'd have to break it into five that'd parts, marathon, I reckon. Yeah. That would be so in depth. Maybe do it by decade. That's still difficult. The seventies had so much I know. Yeah. Sixties, seventies, eighties. I mean the eighties would just be like a five minute episode. It would just be like crap, 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 <laughs> crap. <laughs> well, not so even not crap. Maybe you could do better. Well, can do better. Can do a lot better. And did oh, except, do a lot except better. For, except for Freedom. That was yeah, a good yeah, that was good. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. Anyway, people, hope you've enjoyed this episode of Live, Listen, Erased. I am Chili. My guest, Wazza, of course, is here. Thank well, you for joining us in this you. episode. Pleasure. Have a great day and stay spicy out there. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Live Listen Erased. And if you have enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with all your friends. Don't forget to subscribe to our Chili Con Carnage crew so you can get notified for all the future videos that we put out, as we put out videos every Friday. Also, we are on Discord, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter over at Live Listen Erased, so make sure to tune in over there. And don't forget to like this video so that our manager can stay very happy.